0: Evening, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is our diving deeper program. And this evening we have Sue Walsh on, who is the regional coordinator for Unbound UK. I'm very excited about this, by the way. Um, If you've never heard of Unbound, let uh, I'll let Sue give you the full details, because. It's amazing what God does. It really is. So Sue, welcome to the show. Welcome to Thank WDV. you.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here.
0: I'm delighted you are here. So I'll
1: leave it over to you. Please go for it. Well, perhaps I should just say a little bit about me, um, for, for people listening. Um I started life as a solicitor, and then when I had family, uh, I became a stay-at-home mum. I- I've got four adult kids now, been married to Martin for nearly 30 years, and all my kids, even though they're adults, are still living at home, I can't get rid of them, which is partly wonderful, but partly frustrating. God bless you. <laughs> um, I've been in healing and deliverance ministry for about seven years, but specifically Unbound um, healing and deliverance ministry for about six years, and um, I was very recently appointed as the UK coordinator for for Unbound by um, by Heart of the Father Ministries, which is the parent uh, of Unbound Ministries. Uh, in the states so um that's that's been amazing and um i'm sort of looking forward to just stretching out a little bit and and uh yeah doing some more over the next couple of years wonderful um so if, I, I guess i perhaps should just explain a little bit about unbound for, for perhaps people who, d- who don't know much about mm. it as i said it's an inner healing and deliverance prayer model um and it was developed over over 20 years ago now by a devout American Catholic man, Neil Lozano. And in America, it really is a mainstream ministry operating in many, many, many parishes and also the seminaries, a lot of the seminaries, and has the approval of the American Bishops Conference. So it's widely known, widely accepted. Um, It's still quite a new ministry here, but it is beginning to receive um, wider support and Many priests have now heard about it and some bishops have heard about it and some of them are on board. Um, Some of them are still quite wary, which is completely understandable. But it is beginning to be recognised as a safe and gentle but really powerful healing and deliverance ministry model. Um, And I'd say the main thing about it that probably distinguishes it from many other healing and deliverance models is that it's non-confrontational. Um, We don't confront or dialogue with the enemy. Uh, We just walk alongside the person, um, helping them uh, to remove the legal rights that they have perhaps given the enemy. More often than not, they don't realise they've done this. Um, We sort of lead them in forgiving and renouncing the lies and deceptions that they've believed as they've gone along and, and we just help a person see perhaps some of the foundational lies they've been living with, the foundational deceptions. And the, and we, we listen to their story and we are looking for the entry point. Um, and we try and help the person see this and understand that. And so you, you might say, um, Karen, why, why do we need it? Um, and... I would say you've just got to look around you, really. You know, you look at the breakdown of family relationships and the gender and identity confusions, the pro-death culture, uh, the abuses in the church, outside of the church. um, And I'd say really, you know, the confusion about truth, my truth, your truth, uh, that doesn't Mm. seem the truth anymore. So as a culture, as a society, I think we are just desperate for a new evangelization where each person can person can really encounter the lord in a in a new way in a deeper way as a friend as a savior um and secondly what we have found is that unbound is a really fantastic evangelization tool if nothing else because um it's a little bit like alpha Uh, it helps remove the blocks that we might have put up you know there's walls that we put up between us and Jesus and it helps us perhaps to to step into that deeper relationship with Jesus Um, and then the model also helps us to strengthen our faith Um, and it I would say it also especially I found this it's really deepened my experience of the sacraments in the church I've come to a new level of appreciation of what those sacraments actually do, how they bless us and the graces that we receive from them and the wisdom of, you know, this wonderful church that we have. And so it helps us integrate, I think, the model, helps us integrate the truth and the joy of the gospel into our moral life, into our prayer life. Um, so thirdly, I think just from experience, um Because my own experience of deliverance prayer, which changed my life, uh, and what I've witnessed in others, uh, when you've received something really amazing, you find you want to tell others about it and you can't hold back. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, So... I guess the question we could ask ourselves is why don't we experience the freedom that perhaps God intended for us through our baptism? Because He wanted us to be free to be His children and to live out, um, to live out what He planned in the Garden of Eden, and, and that's that's what He wants for us all. Um, He's a good, loving father and he has a unique plan for each of us that only we can fulfill in this time, in this place. We've all been chosen to live in this time and place now. And I just feel so excited by that because it's, I, I know it's a bit brutal out there, but it's just such an exciting time for us to be living that he's chosen us, you know, to defend the faith, to, to fight the good fight. I just feel so honored and privileged by that. Um But what I think is mentioned less often is that Satan also has a plan for our lives, a unique strategy, and it will always oppose God's unique plan for us. Um, And if the enemy can hide your God-given identity, he can prevent you from fulfilling that plan that God needs us to fulfill, you know, now, now in this time. We were created to live in this relationship with god and um but our sins and our bad choices sort of break this relationship and separate us from god and that then opens the door for lies and bondages to enter into our lives and despite confession and i've really found this we can be left with problems like fear you know anxiety hopelessness negative thoughts controlling behaviours, bad habits, and we can feel terrible shame, you know, from our past actions and choices. Um, And we don't experience life as God intended us to. So I would say that we all have areas in our lives like this where we don't experience freedom and where we need some inner healing, uh, some inner uh, freedom So I would say everyone can benefit in one way or another from a healing, an inner healing and deliverance ministry. And um, I would perhaps tell you a little bit more about Unbound and the five keys of Unbound. Um, Unbound. Perhaps I should pause there because I'm chatting on, aren't I? But Oh, we, um, we love it. We love it. <laughs> we <were talking laughs> okay. um, All right. So do you want me perhaps to explain a little bit more about what a, perhaps a ministry can do for somebody? with that perhaps yes, help? Yes. That would be lovely. Please. Mm. So as I mentioned, um, Unbound Ministry calls us to use um, five keys, what, uh, what has been called five keys, to help a person discover who they were born to be. And with those five keys, um, Jesus can really personally help us unbind ourselves and we can learn to perhaps how to help friends as well. So during an unbound ministry time, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the ministry teams will give the person the opportunity to shut the doors on sin and evil influences in their lives. And to reconnect, you know, really from, not from the head, but really from deep in their heart to what Jesus has done for them. So I I mentioned these five keys. The five keys are based on the principles we find in the the gospel message. And uh, so the first key is uh, called repentance and faith. Uh, The second key is forgiveness. The third key is renunciation the fourth key is authority and the fifth key is the father's blessing and one thing i would say here is that whilst we're not always responsible for things that have happened to us during life we are always responsible for how we respond to life's events and life's problems so you know terrible terrible things can happen to you and of course you're not responsible for that but you are responsible for then how you respond to that event in, in your life and whether that response becomes a sinful response. Um, so it, perhaps I could share my testimony. I don't know how we're doing for time, Karen. I don't know when you want to take a break, but um, well, I could share my testimony at some point. Why don't we play, we can play
0: your first choice of song now, if you like, and then we can go into your testimony, which... I don't know, but I have a sense it's going to be amazing. Um, So um, your first choice was, I believe, Waymaker. Is that correct? Hmm. Why did you choose
1: this one? Because uh, I just think it's a great song for celebrating the promises that are made to us that we sometimes forget about. We forget about who we are and we forget about what Jesus has made, has promised to us.
0: Mm. Completely. So without further ado, let me introduce you. Well, hopefully you already know this, um, to Waymaker,
2: Is. Oh, that is who you are,
0: and that was Waymaker, which is actually a kind of a favorite in our prayer group at the minute. Um, if you're you've just joined us, this is diving deeper, and we are speaking to Sue. Walsh, who is the regional coordinator for Unbound UK. So
1: Sue, I'll hand back over to you. Thanks, Karen. So I think I mentioned just before the break that um, I'm might be a good time to give my testimony. Um, and I said at the beginning, um, in my 20s, I was a corporate lawyer and I was working in London, you know, and I was living it large, living the dream, as we we all quite often do in our 20s. But I knew by the age of 30 that I, you know, re- really needed to re-examine my extravagant London life. Uh, and I really slowly began to pick up pieces of my faith. Um, I met Martin in my late Uh, 20s and we married in 1994 and I went we went to Medjugorje in 95 and that was a really transformational pilgrimage of you know graces and miracles but I found that even though I completely re-engaged and recommitted to my faith um, you know doing all the stuff you should do going on pilgrimage pilgrimages every year receiving the sacraments regularly Something was missing and it just felt like I was standing on the other side of a cloudy glass screen and Jesus was on the other side reaching for me and I just couldn't touch him. I could see him, I could reach for him, couldn't touch him. and. I just, I didn't know how to get out of this because I was doing everything that the church, you know, teaches us to do. Um, and I just I thought, I'm stuck with it. I can't, I can't change how I feel, you know, how how this is. I'm stuck with it. Um, and I'll say about 2014, I was really beginning to recognise that I had some issues and I needed to address them. And I, about the same time, I bought the book Unbound, and um, everything I'm talking about today is all in the book Unbound: A Practical Guide to Deliverance by Neil Lozano. That's the foundational teaching of Unbound. But you know, we sort of we buy these books, don't we? We shove them up on the, the top shelf, and and that's just the way it is. Anyway. 2015, I went on a, an amazing healing retreat and I experienced something I'd never heard of before, baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I thought, well, that sounds really dodgy. I've, been, I've got the Holy Spirit, thank you for my baptism, you know, baptism in the Holy Spirit. But there was a priest sitting in this circle and he looked sort of pretty chilled about it. So I thought, well, I'm just going to trust that it's okay and it's not something dodgy. And I made that split second life-changing decision just to to do it, to go for it, and just to give God everything. And I really clearly remember praying in that moment, Lord, I have made a general hash of so much, and I am so sorry. I really have had enough of doing it all myself. I trust you, Lord. I give you everything. And from now on, I will be totally yours And I didn't know it at the time because I hadn't read the book Unbound, but I had in effect prayed the first key of Unbound, which is repentance and faith. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the keys, perhaps after my testimony, just so your listeners can better understand about them. Um, So after this time of repenting and surrendering, um, and just in those moments as I was leaving the retreat, I received... A, a really spontaneous, unasked for prayer from the lay organiser. And it, and it wasn't anything very much. It was maybe one or two minutes and there were some renouncing prayers and she made a command and there was a call for the Holy Spirit. Now, unknowingly, unknowing to me uh, at the time or to the person praying with me, those those three things of renouncing, commanding and calling on Holy Spirit were the third, fourth and fifth keys of the unbound ministry model. And I can tell you, I knew something had happened because I left that retreat and for about the next two weeks, I felt like I was 10 foot off the ground. I mean, literally, I couldn't open my mouth to explain my experiences or talk to others without bursting into tears but you know they they were good tears um and in the weeks and months that followed yes it calmed down a little bit but the feeling that the this this sense didn't change it's like life had gone from 2d to 3d it was remarkable the mass was alive i couldn't put the bible down i'd never picked the bible up to read it before the books were coming in from various booksellers like there was no tomorrow thirsty to find out more about my faith to understand it better i could barely drive past a church you know i just wanted to go in to to adore him it was it was just amazing um and that's when i picked up the book unbound and i thought that uh, this is you know I need to read this book. I need to understand what's happened to me because I knew I had been delivered of something and taken from darkness into the light again, you know, from the darkness where I'd placed myself back into the light. And um, so when I read Unbound uh, 2017, six, no, 2016, probably now, it's when I read that book, I really then began to understand what my foundational issues were and what lies and deceptions that I had listened to uh, from the enemy. Unknowingly, unknowingly listened to and believed. And my foundational lie, or certainly one of the main ones, was I have to be productive to be valuable I have to do and strive and accomplish and perform, and then I will have value. And I know, speaking to other people, that this this is something a lot of us fall for. Um, Being productive was a great way for me, for getting my parents' attention and affection at the time. Um, And I took that behaviour into adulthood So where I would value myself, my worth on what praise I received and who wanted to be my friend or by what I achieved at work or the money I earned. Um, And I resorted to really, you know, horrible. I look back on horrible traits of people pleasing and perfectionism and striving, you know, working. And um, I can only, you know, if I don't work, I won't achieve it. I can't have it. Um, I had to be in control and even when I wasn't in control of a situation I pretended I was um I had terrible prideful responses to life's events and its problems where I you know would be boasting about something um and I had to be right and if I wasn't I couldn't admit it or I really found it difficult to be humble and to admit where I got something wrong and I was so hard on myself. And because I was hard on myself, I was super hard on other people, you know, critical, judgmental of everyone around me. And I would never show my weakness. You know, I had superiority and independence and stubbornness and arrogance, uh, self-righteousness, self-justification, self-reliance, relying on me, not relying on God, just relying on me. And inevitably, you know, when you live like that, um, it's it's not you can't live a perfect life it's impossible to live a perfect life so i would be really hard on myself because i failed all the time and my you know my didn't achieve all my ambitions so i'd condemn myself criticize myself hate myself and blame myself you know which is not good as a child of god to be doing all that stuff because that's not who we are um and since i've renounced that lie i've really learned to lean on holy spirit um and i realized that when i'm not productive and when i don't know what my value is holy spirit then can really use us you know we become a perfect piece of equipment for holy spirit you know to go and do stuff with us and uh, you know help us perform perform in a way that is in accordance with god's will you know because we've surrendered our will um so I knew without doubt at that point, you know, just just this freedom I'd found and and reading this book and sorting stuff out, you know, and sort of taking myself through the five keys. And I, I just, I had this, I can't even begin to describe what it was, but I knew that I had to bring this to other people, and i it was not heard of, particularly there was a small Anglican community um down in luton who who had uh, who knew about unbound and were using it in their ministry, but other than that in the Catholic world really very little knowledge um and i I just knew that this was what I was supposed to do to to try and bring it into this country, into the Catholic world, so that everyone could benefit from this beautiful, non-confrontational healing ministry. And so I started emailing Heart of the Father Ministries, which is the parent of Unbound Ministries. That's the home of Unbound uh, in Philadelphia, in in the U.S., Um, I wanted to form a team and Heart of the Father Ministries uh, want all teams formed that use the name Unbound to operate under the authority of the church, under church authority in some way. So to have a priest, a, a bishop, or they're within a, um, an authorised community, perhaps. Um, they want us to be in line with their ministry guidelines and with the, uh, sit firmly under the magisterium of the church. And I couldn't find a friendly priest at the time. You know, you mentioned the word deliverance and uh, people nearly pass out and faint. They don't want anything to do with it. Not realising that deliverance is a good word. It's what we are called to be, to walk from the darkness into the light. That's where we're supposed to be. We are supposed to be delivered. And I, I think you, they hear the word deliverance and they just... People think about evil spirits, but it's not about evil spirits it's about eyes on Jesus and becoming who we were meant to be so I couldn't find a friendly priest so because I wanted to be under the authority of the church, I wanted to be in obedience. I approached my bishop um long story short, it took about um three years, but we finally um got permission we trained we did all the training get the bishop up to, uh, updated. And we asked for a spiritual director to be appointed over us, um, and the bishop gave us a spiritual director, and then released us to minister within his diocese, which we have been doing since two thousand and nineteen. Um, perhaps it's a good time for me, Karen, just to say a little bit more about the the five keys and how they came about. Or do you want to take another break at the moment? Um, we could maybe
0: maybe stop. Do one key and then maybe we could have a little break and then we could carry on with okay. that work?
1: Yeah, but let's, okay. do that. let's do that. So 20 years ago, Neil Lozano, um they discovered that if they combine these five elements, these keys together in a ministry session, that the ministry became much more effective and it became um, ministry became focused on the person and not on the enemy because freedom is no more about the enemy than exodus was about pharaoh if you think about it and it's about a journey from darkness into the light and we're focused on the light so they also found that ministry sessions uh, weren't plagued with manifestations and other annoyances you know that the enemy uh, loves to 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 fool us with um and it was also the gospel message was delivered within these five keys and people um, took responsibility for their actions and their responses. And they didn't just come and sit down in front of the prayer team and want to be fixed. It was about the person um, coming and taking responsibility for what, you know, their life choices and what's happened to them. And, um, and they leave the sessions feeling really um, loved and blessed. And so this is how we came, this is how these five keys got tied together and sort of have evolved over many, many years. Um, so i perhaps talk about repentance and faith. Um, so, Perhaps a good question to ask is what do you think about when you think about repentance? And For many of us, um, we're thinking of it as labour, labour, work, a striving, and you're looking on sins that you'd rather forget. And you're thinking, you know, just going to have to try harder. Um, but actually repentance, when you look at it from a biblical point of view, um, it comes from the Greek word metanoia, meaning a change of, Of mind that results in a change of action or a change of direction Um, and so when Jesus asks us not only Jesus asks us I guess not only to repent but to believe the good news and he tied those two things together he doesn't just want us to come and repent he wants to believe he wants us to believe the good news of the gospel by faith by our faith to believe what we have been promised and sometimes we will identify with our sins and we don't see the lies that we have believed when we sinned. We find ourselves justifying our sin or we may accuse ourselves like I used to do nonstop. Or we make excuses for the sin. Oh, well, I, I couldn't help it because of X, Y, Z. Um, and those lies keep us from this deep repentance and this, this um turning in faith back to the joy of the gospel. Um, So with the first key of Unbound, we decide to surrender everything to Jesus and trust that he is good and he wants the best for us. We repent of our sins and decide to turn away from sins and make a change of direction where needed. And we recognise those deceptions in our life and decide to turn away from, from those deceptions, from those lies. Wonderful. Thank you. So maybe we'll take a, a
0: music break now. Um, and just for everything you're saying, I feel like one of the songs you chose was called Lay It All Down. Would that be an appropriate I, song at this point? <laughs> I think it would be. Okay, wonderful. So we'll play this in a second. Um, if you have a question and you would like to call in, please feel free to do so. Uh, the number is oh one two two three three seven five five six four in the meantime this is lay it all
2: down
3: For shame. Lay it all down, lay it all down When your cares have buried you And there's nothing left to do Lay it all down, lay it all down At the feet of Jesus At the feet of Jesus carried on, but your heart was tired and felt the fire Lay it
0: was lay it all down beautiful song and we are talking to sue walsh who is the regional coordinator for unbound uk so hello sue hi
1: there. Welcome hi back. <laughs> hi and um, yeah so we're talking about the five keys of unbound that uh at, at, great way of thinking about these five keys if you imagine a door with five locks on it and with five keys and so we've we've just talked about key one and we've unlocked that that lock with the first key so now we're going to look at the second key um and it's forgiveness not just of others this is forgiveness very very often of yourself because we can be so tough on ourselves um and there's no more powerful weapon given to us than the power to forgive. And unforgiveness, it blocks God's love. Whereas when we forgive, it releases God's love from us to the other person and to, and to us. And unforgiveness, we know that it can be real bondage and it can submit, sub, subject us to such torment and um, and in Matthew 18, you remember the master um, who turned to the unforgiving servant um, and, and he handed him over to the jailer to be tortured. And we know that, you know, this unforgiveness uh, subjects us to terrible torment. And somebody once said to me, I know many of your listeners will have heard of this. It's like drinking poison, but wanting the other person to die. That's what unforgiveness is like, because unforgiveness does nothing but harm you. Um, And we know that the source of forgiveness is, of course, Jesus. uh, And the power to be able to forgive comes from Jesus. And we also know that forgiveness is a decision and it's not a feeling. Um, And it doesn't mean that what's happened to you is okay. And it doesn't mean that you have to be friends with that person you're forgiving. um, And it doesn't mean that they need to be let off what they've done because they might have done something terrible to you. But we leave, um, we leave the justice to God um, because he is a God of mercy, but he is a God of justice. And we just leave that to God. And we take this decision, we decide to forgive even though we don't feel it. We don't have to feel it. We don't have to want it. We just make that decision. Um, and we can do that not in our own power. We can do that with jesus because we know what he's done for us we know what he has forgiven in us and that makes it more possible to be able to forgive through the power of jesus Uh, and so we're unlocking now that second lock so we've got three left and the third key is renunciation and renunciation here means I'm done with it. I make no place for it. I'm going to take my life back. I will not fellowship with it anymore. And we do this in the power and the person of Jesus Christ. Because, you know, the enemy is a legalist. I think I mentioned that earlier. And renunciation breaks um, any legal access the enemy may have. So learning to renounce the enemy and his lies, um, that allows us to cooperate with Holy Spirit, working to bring us into a deeper freedom. And when we identify and name our enemies and their strategies, we then have some power over them. So when we minister with Unbound as ministers, we're listening to a person's story and we're looking at the whole person. And we're looking as we listen to them tell their story because that's the first part of a ministry session, listening to the story. And sometimes these people have never been listened to or heard before, or they say things they've not said to a single person in their whole life. And so it's a great privilege there to to listen to this person's story. And we're, we're listening for the entryways that the enemy may have used and we're observing how those beginnings may have developed into patterns in that person's life. You know, my, my foundational lie was I had to be productive because that's how I got attention and love when I was little. And I took that into adulthood to feel affirmed. I had to produce. Um, and at the same time, we recognize that demonic influence in a person's life is normally an interaction between several things, you know, it's it's an interaction between evil spirits, but it's also sin, you know, it might be family sin, generational sin, it could just be emotional and psychological scars on that person, or something that's happened in their childhood development circumstances, it could be something to do with the strengths and weaknesses of a person, and of course there's our free will, we decide sometimes on these poor choices, these bad decisions, So renunciation is most effective when we can identify the foundational lie and the door that was open to give the enemy access. And um, I can perhaps give you an example if we've got time. Um, A man who came to a conference and he'd been battling with addiction to pornography for many years, all his life. He was married. He was had children, leader of a church, and he'd never told anyone out of complete shame um, his problem before. And he told the ministry team that when he was 12 years old, his father had come into his bedroom and threw some pornographic magazines on his bed and said, now it's time for you to become a man. And because this man had never brought this sin this progressive sin of pornography and everything go- that goes along with pornography and he'd not brought it into the light the enemy had really worked on that that darkness that that thing that was hidden and he'd never realized um his sin was connected to the enemy's lies and his own father's curse on his manhood and that uh this sin was this sin, pornography, was what it was to be a man. And once he com- he confessed the sin and taken it to his ministry session, he was able to renounce the curse and the lie. And he found the most amazing freedom as a result. So we've learned to simply say when we're renouncing um, in the name of Jesus, I renounce the lie that, or I renounce the spirit that, um, or I renounce mm-hmm bitterness and resentment we've just learned to say it in that way a very simple quiet way so we're unlocking now key number three renunciation we're going to look now at authority key number four if we're all right for time karen or do you want to break we are no carry on this is great okay <laughs> all right so authority Uh, enemies that work through lies uh, and deceptions uh, to rob us of the freedom that we've been given in Christ Um, but we've been saved from them they've been defeated by the death and resurrection of Jesus and don't we just sometimes forget that we think we're powerless but they've already been defeated and um, the word authority and it, it It means it's the power to act on behalf of somebody else. And the sons and daughters of God baptised, we carry his authority over our enemies. So once we've repented of sin, forgiven others, and identified and renounced the deception, the enemy's power is broken. Um, And so we speak a word of command in truth. We're acting on this truth. Uh, so we speak in the name of Jesus, which means we speak in His person, in His character, and in union with Him, who is our Savior and our Lord. And we just, we just simply say, in the name of Jesus, I command every spirit that Susan has renounced to leave right now. And if, if spirits are commanded to leave and perhaps somebody uh, hasn't told you their full story you know perhaps there's unforgiveness there maybe there's unconfessed sin or maybe there's some agreement with the enemy there that they haven't spoken about then perhaps you might be confronting a spirit and it will make itself clear at that point and what we do then is we just go back into the prayer and we, and we look again at some of the areas perhaps that's coming up for the person um we, we don't um if there's any sort of manifestation in that way, and they're extremely, extremely rare, they tend to be very, very mild. And we immediately just take the the attention away from the manifestation. And we just look again at the person because we're always eyes on Jesus. We're always eyes on the person. We're, we're the, the enemy is a side issue. He's very much a side issue. We're 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 looking for where he's had his access and what lies and deception. So we're always looking at Jesus. We're always looking at the person. So we found that the word of command in the unbound model is an expression of faith that once the legal right has been broken, we have authority in Christ over our enemies. Um, And of course, Not everyone's called to deliverance ministry. Perhaps this is just worth saying at this point. Um, Every person can practice self deliverance. Everyone can use these five keys on themselves um, or perhaps on their children, um, because we have authority over our children, you know, with our children. And anyone living perhaps in a mature, stable Christian life could do some deliverance prayers with their family or their friends. But, you know, there's uh, the. Deliverance ministry like Unbound. Um, it's really for um a far fewer people, I would say, because it needs you know, people need to be screened and they need to be trained and they need to be accountable to church authority. And that's what we do with unbound ministry. Um and I guess that's that's all I've got to say on, on authority. Um the final thing would be the father's blessing. I don't know if you want to take a break before the Father's blessing, Karen. Um,
0: we actually only have about nine minutes left. So maybe if we just go straight through. Okay. We go, if that's all right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So finally, we've swept the house clean. And what we don't want is when you've swept the house clean, seven coming back for everyone that you've swept clean you know that's really important that's biblical and so we want to we want to um fill that space with the father's blessing because if you remember the father and the son jesus um there what goes between the father and the son is um the breath of love. And we quite often refer to the Holy Spirit as the breath of love that passes between the Father and the Son. And because through baptism, we sit alongside Jesus as co-heirs with him, that's what he made possible for us for what he did. Um, So this breath of love now passes between the Father and us. Um, And it's just the most beautiful gift and it's what we all need to seek and receive. And You know, in the Gospels, it tells us that um, Jesus tells us that out of the heart, um, that it is out of the heart that the mouth speaks. That's right, isn't it? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. A blessing literally means good word. It's a good word that finds its source in the heart of the Father. And we know that words have power. And we know that when we, a, a blessing means it empowers someone to prosper, to thrive, to succeed. And so God spoke, spoke blessing to us right in the beginning, you know, in the garden, the Garden of Eden. He spoke blessing there, and He's never stopped speaking blessing to us. So, in the fifth key, this fifth lock that we're going to un- undo, um, we we speak blessing over the person, from the heart of the Father. We speak into the lack and the absence that we've seen in the person's story. And we're very much moved by the Holy Spirit at this point. And we're speaking you know, from the heart of the Father into this person's life, um, into their identity, their purpose and their destiny. Uh, and that's, that's what it is. Um, it is God's plan that the family and the church would speak blessing and we don't do it often enough. Um, I, I just love at the end of a phone call, you know, even if it's my bank or I just bought some furniture or whatever, just to say at the end of the phone call, God bless (laughs) my, my kids cringe, but, but I want to speak blessing at every opportunity, even in the smallest way. Um, so that's, that's probably, that's probably all I I would say at the moment about blessing. That's wonderful. (laughs) Thank
0: you so much. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I I went to one of your conferences back in 2019. And I have to say, just that Father's blessing was such a beautiful, a beautiful experience. The sense of God's, the way he loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different for every single person, but that's perfectly fine because he made you unique and different. And your experience won't be the same as mine, but that's fine. Um, mm. it's glorious. It really mm. is.
2: Mm.
1: It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I'm going to be guided by you, Karen, as you know okay. what time we've got left. And... Well,
0: we only have a few minutes, but um, I believe there's another conference coming up.
1: Mm. Yes. Yeah, so um, in May in Lincoln, um, which is in the Diocese from Nottingham. We are having a weekend conference which starts on Friday, the 12th of May at 5 30 and finishes at 5 30 on the Sunday. Um, it's going to cover the teaching in the book Unbound, a practical guide to deliverance. There'll be seven talks. um A couple of them are going to be on Zoom from Matt Lozano, Neil Lozano's son. Uh, we've got the bishop saying mass for us on the Friday. Uh, we've got mass each day. Day, there'll be an opportunity for unbound ministry sessions um adoration uh, reconciliation you know everything that you'd want out of a, a good spa good spiritual spa weekend is what you're going to get on this weekend um it's at our lady of lincoln church and the cost um oh we've got one hope project doing the music for us so i'm completely thrilled about that that's going to be oh, fantastic yeah. um, If you visit UnboundPrayer.com, you can buy tickets there or you can email me at inquiries at UnboundPrayer.com. And it's £25 and the cutoff was going to be Friday evening, but I'm going to delay it till Sunday evening because I believe that this um, is going to go out again on Saturday. So that works very well then. (laughs) (laughs) So the early bird finishes, I'm going to say now, Sunday evening. Okay, wonderful.
0: Good to know. And I, yeah, I can recommend having had the experience myself of going to one of these these conferences. Um, If you can go, I would highly recommend you do.
1: (laughs) We'd love to have you.
0: Wonderful. Um, So yes, I think that's pretty much nearly
1: nearly it um i perhaps should just give a plug if i've got time karen just yes. in 2 minutes just to say that the uh, i mentioned the parent website uh, in the uk it's unboundprayer.com but the the parent website the Lozano's website is uh heartofthefather.com and there are some fantastic resources on there um there are great e-courses you can do um you can uh, yeah, there's just some great stuff on there. You know, a really good blog, good resources you can print off, digital media you can download. Wonderful.
0: Yeah, I, I'll have to explore that myself, actually. I've not, I've only read the book so far. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> That's a wonderful thing. Thank you so, so much. Um, yes, well, I hope everyone has been, has found this beautiful. It was beautiful listening to you, actually, and listening to how God works. Through just these five fairly simple sounding things, and you think yep. actually, just saying something wouldn't have as big an effect as it does. But like you mm-hmm. said, there's so much power in what you say. Actually, um, it's using the Bible. It says, "Life and death is in the tongue, isn't it? Blessing and cursing is in the tongue." Yeah. And so, just by saying something, that's powerful. In the name of Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's Everything. Huge. Yeah. It really is. It's the simplicity that is the beauty of this ministry.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. My pleasure. Um, yes. And hopefully we can hear from you again at some point. <laughs> yeah. I'd be delighted. That'd be wonderful. Okay. Thank you ever so much.
3: God, God, bless. Bless. God, bless.
0: <laughs> God bless. God bless. God
1: bless. God bless.